I wanted to be of service to women everywhere, to mothers everywhere, to help them find a way to bond with the baby when the baby's still inside, and also just for everyone to feel great in their own bodies. Back in 2007, I created the first round yoga mat, and I brought it to um, a company, and we moved forward with it, and it was beautiful, but the company that I was working with at the time used a material that wasn't so great. Like 10 years later, I was working at a different company and I had the opportunity to bring this round mat back to market in a material that's safe for the planet, that's not going to sit in, you know, um, a bin for 25 years or longer, that's going to be something that I know is safe for women and children to practice on. Vanakam, namaste, and hello, everyone. Welcome to the 38th episode of Inside the Minds of Great Yogis. In today's episode, we have a very special guest, Desi Bartlett. Desi Bartlett has been teaching health and wellness for over 25 years. She's a dynamic motivator and widely sought-after international presenter and spokesperson. Her innovative approach to teaching is to tap into one's inner joy and let movement be an outer expression of that state. Originally from Chicago, she has earned a degree in kinesiology, a minor in dance, her master's degree in corporate fitness, and is currently pursuing her doctoral degree. She has worked with several companies, one of which includes Ashley Tisdale's Frenchie. Desi holds advanced certifications in yoga, personal training, pre- and postnatal fitness, and group fitness. Let's give a big round of applause to Desi Bartlett. <laughs> Aloha from Hawaii. I'm so happy to see you today. Aloha, Desi. It's so nice to have you. How are you doing today? Doing great. I just got back from LA. I was in Los Angeles for the IDEA Health and Fitness Conference. And so now I'm back in Hawaii. And um, it's so nice to be able to travel and to share this message of feeling great from the inside out. That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we're really excited to hear your perspectives of yoga. So without further ado, we'll begin. And the first question I have for you is, how did your journey of yoga begin? So um, my parents were hippies, and my mother was a disciple of Goswami Kriyananda at the Temple of Kriya Yoga in Chicago. I received my first mantra at six years old. I remember bringing oranges um, to the guru. This has been in my life forever. And I didn't really get into asana per se until much later, not until like my early 20s. Um, but in terms of, of the practice, meditation, pranayam, that's always been with me since I was a little girl. That's awesome. Um, thank you for sharing that. And I think that's wonderful. And I'm glad that you started the journey of um, yoga and you're um, inspiring many people. So um, keep up the good work. And um, the next question I'd like to come into is what factors have motivated you to come into the wellness industry? Have you um, faced any challenges? So um, my my entire adult life has really been about finding ways to help serve other people so that they can feel great in their own bodies. Mm -hmm. And I will share a little bit of a personal story with you. 
So even though my mother was a disciple of this beautiful guru, she did have some challenges in her in her own life. And um, there was some addiction that was involved there. And so when I saw how a mother um, could lose herself, I wanted to be of service to women everywhere, to mothers everywhere, to help them find a way to bond with the baby when the baby's still inside. And also just for everyone to feel great in their own bodies. We we can go to outside external um, sources to feel great, but it's not sustainable. And what I found is that yoga is something that really is sustainable. It's something that we can turn to every single day. We can always turn to this beautiful practice as though it's our best friend, which is what I do. And so that that's how I got into this industry. Um, in terms of working as an executive in the industry, what had happened was um, I was I was the group fitness director at Equinox in Santa Monica, and I had opened that studio. I had 76 instructors. It was super, super fun teaching yoga there. And I was hired by a um, very well-known yoga and wellness uh, corporation to come in and become their pro program director, pardon me, product director. And so that that's when I kind of fell into like, oh, there's like a whole marketing component to this. And finding that delicate balance between trying to sell and being of service because yeah. we want to make sure that everything is available, that the tools are available in such a way that everyone has access to them, but also not try to like, you know, not try to cheapen anything in any way, shape or form or dilute it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And I love how you mentioned, um, yoga as a service. Um, I think that's really beautiful. And um, I love how you're solving this and like inspiring so many women out there. And um, I think service also known as seva is, is something that's very essential, right? So um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And the next question I'd like to come into is, you have inspired so many women with your work in the wellness industry. So what is one piece of advice that you would like to share with them? Mm -hmm. create your vision whatever it is um, when the vision is given to you especially if it's in meditation or any kind of sacred space it's there for a reason and so it it's a gift and to move forward with that gift sometimes takes a decade sometimes it takes um several years of dedication of jumping through certain hoops or reaching certain goals to even bring that to people but st stay the course um, specifically, I'm thinking about back in 2007, I created the first round yoga mat and I brought it to um, a company and we moved forward with it and it was beautiful. But the company that I was working with at the time used a material that wasn't so great. Mm -hmm. And so um, it kind of went by the wayside for a little while. I was pregnant at the time and I, I needed to step back from work for a minute because my, my, um, duty, my loving duty was to my son. Oh, and so later on, um, like 10 years later, I was working at a different company and I had the opportunity to bring this round mat back to market in a material that's safe for the planet. That's not going to sit in, you know, um, a bin for 25 years or longer. That's going to be something that I know is safe for women and children to practice on. This wasn't easy. This was, again, you know, two separate corporations over a decade 
making sure that every time somebody sent me an email or called me and said, oh, we can't do it because of this. I had to solve it. I had to know, um, well, this is how we get around that. This is how we solve this problem. If, again, if it's been put in your heart, I truly believe it's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And however long that takes, follow, follow the path. That's awesome. Um, thank you for sharing that. And I love how you said, create your vision and just go after your goals and dreams. And I think that's something that's really important in order to achieve something. You have to first have the faith in yourself in order to actually conquer something, right? So um, I think you're a great example of that as well. And um, you've, as I've mentioned there, you've inspired many women out there. Um, so I think that's that's a great advice. So thank you for sharing that. And um, the next question I'd like to come into is, can you share with us the books that you have written and what the inspiration behind them was? Yeah, um, so I'm really committed to helping women through transitions. Yeah. And um, here, <laughs> your strong, sexy pregnancy, a yoga and fitness guide. Uh, that's my second pregnancy. You can see my belly looks like a great big moonstone there. <laughs> um, I I think that we have sort of um, some strange ideas around pregnancy in terms of like there was the old paradigm of just relax like sit on the couch for nine months and eat bonbons and then at the other end of the spectrum is um life very often does kind of swings from one side to the other now we're like oh yeah go to crossfit like do your thing and i i truly believe that um like the buddha said there's a middle way and finding balance in your body mind and heart can help you to find balance, not only as a mother, but to offer that in the relationship that you have with the baby, whether the baby's inside your belly or in your arms. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'll i just say it, I'm 51, I'll be 52 in August. And I'm finding that in this new stage of life, when we're starting to talk about things like perimenopause and menopause and how your body changes, I really wanted to be of service to this population as well. And so I teamed up with two of my friends and we wrote this book, Total Body Beautiful. This is, this is Nicole Stewart. She's a Pilates expert and Andrea Orbeck, who is simply the best personal trainer I know. And then I brought in, of course, the yoga component. And so the three of us wanted to um, address mental health, emotional health, physical health from the lenses of Pilates, yoga, and resistance training, strength training. So it, it's this really beautiful integration, almost like a braid, you know, the, the three different um, uh, ways of thinking coming together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, thank you for sharing that. And I love the idea behind both of your books. I think um, it's amazing that you've kind of written a book for um, pregnancy. And I think that's something that's very essential. And um, I'm excited to check it out as well. And this is um, just for everyone. Make sure to check out um, Desi's books. I think she's doing an incredible work there. And um, let us know how you like it. And feel free to give us, um, or Desi, feel free to follow her on Instagram, any social medias, and um, obviously give her feedback on how you enjoyed the book. Thank you for sharing that, Desi. And the next question I'd like to come into is, what encouraged you to create your own yoga platform? Mm -hmm. so um 
women and mothers especially have so much advice coming at them. And one of the first things that I do when I'm working with a pregnant goddess is I say, maybe stay off of Google. There's just too much info. And anything that you're looking for, you're going to find um, uh, differing opinions that could be at opposite ends of the spectrum. And it gets really, really confusing. And so what I'd like to invite women to do is to go within, to hear their own voice, to hear the, the voice of the universe, the divine, whatever whatever term resonates with you. But there's a wisdom in our bodies that we can trust. And I know that a woman's inner guru, her inner teacher is far more wise than, you know, telling her, oh, do five more reps. No. How does it feel? You tell me. Does it feel like you can keep going? Great. Does it feel like we can stay in this posture? Five more breaths? Fantastic. But I need her to tell me, how's it feel? And then I can start to design a program that is going to serve her every day. What I find is um, what's out there right now, I see a lot of one size fits all. And this is what you should do. And so what I'd like to do instead is say, you know, like here's three to five offerings. You choose how you feel that day and follow that. So if it's um, very yin and receptive and sweet and going within, fabulous. If it's more yang and fire, and let, let's get a little blood flow going and feel our strength. Cool. But she can follow her own wisdom. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And I think we all have that inner intuition telling us to do something, right? There's an inner voice telling us you should do this. I think we, it's important to listen to our inner voices as well. Um, and like you've mentioned, some of the things that we find in Google, like they're not as verified. Um, and some of them are very opinion based. So it's it's based on one person's kind of idea or like multiple people's idea, but it's not really verified, right? So um, yeah. I really like the idea behind um, where you said that we should listen to our inner selves and really listen to the inner voices and go with that. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. And um, just real quick, Swati, one of the things that my mother's guru, Goswami Kriyananda, used to say, he used to say, if if someone says to you, my way is the only way, run. There's many different ways of being of service. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that, um, Desi. I love that. And um, now I have some rapid fire questions for you. And the first question I'd like to come into is, do you have any tips for incorporating yoga into your daily schedule? Yeah, um, 10 minutes every morning, no matter what, as soon as you wake up, you can put out your mat, you can sit down, you can go within, you can breathe. If it feels right to move and stretch a little bit, which it usually does, do that, follow the guidance. But if you commit to 10 minutes, then if you want to keep going, great. And if you need to step away because you need to go to work or attend to the kids, that's great too. But the consistency of a practice is what makes it to me, it that that's part of what brings me home every day. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Consistency is the key to honestly achieving anything and being consistent every day with your yoga practice can, you know, eventually get you to get you on the mat as well. And, you know, you're you're doing it every day. You're following that routine as well. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that and some of the tips that you shared with us. I hope everyone finds that helpful. And the next question I'd like to come into is, being a mom, how do you balance your schedule and find time to teach yoga? So my kids are a little older now. Um, my older son is 14. He's about to start high school. I can't believe he's going to drive. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, and then my little guy is nine. He'll be 10 this year. He's going into fourth grade. And um, so I'm I'm at the point of my motherhood journey where they're in school most of the day. Um, right now during the summer, one's in camp, one's in like sports all day. So I, I'm kind of like, will you come spend time with me? <laughs> I, I'm bringing them onto the mat when I can or to the beach or let's go for a, a drive, whatever it is. Um, but I remember when they were very little trying to find that like, you know, what, when should I work that kind of thing? And mm-hmm. um, for me personally, I find that the those hours, the school hours of like eight to three, let's say, yeah, really um, rich, full time in which you can get a lot done. But as soon as they come back to the house or as soon as it's three o'clock when they're little, like I I was done. Um, I would I would put on my my auto email, you know, I'll get back to you tomorrow there has to be sacred space. There has to be time cut out for each each child, in my opinion. Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Desi. I, I hope everyone um, resonates with that and um, finds that helpful as well. And the final question I'd like to come into is, what has yoga taught you about yourself? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> um, so... I, I was on a plane September 11th, 2001, the day of the attacks on the United States. And um, the flight was grounded. I was going from Chicago to Mexico. The okay. flight was grounded in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. And so I had sort of nothing to do and nowhere to go. The international borders were closed. I couldn't get a flight or a car back to Chicago. All I could do was go within and, and trust. And what it's taught me about myself is that I'm someone who has the ability to trust, to follow, to follow the plan, to leap without the net being visible. And um, it's something, it's something I appreciate about myself because I can share it with others. I can share with others, hey, you know, just trust. Yeah. Absolutely. I think trust is a big thing and trusting yourself and trusting your um, inner intuition and, you know, just having that faith in yourself is so important. And um, thank you for sharing like your journey as well as your perspectives of yoga. I really enjoyed listening to you um, and hearing your perspectives and how you started as a yoga um, teacher. And um, so that is the end of our questions. So thank you so much for joining us, Desi. It has been a pleasure having you on our 38th episode of Inside the Minds of Great Yogis. And I would like to thank everyone who has yet to listen to our 38th episode of Inside the Minds of Great Yogis. And until next time, have a great day, everyone. And thank you, Desi. Thank you. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you.